All right, so we require, here we go. Welcome to Practical Shooting After Dark. Uh, well, everybody knows the deal. We have people on to talk about things. And we have a special guest uh, this time, uh, Max Grandis. Say hello, Max. Hello, everyone. Uh, Max Grandis has just won yet another PCC Nationals. And this is, uh, well, it's deserving of congratulations. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And also Mr. Juanse Kimizan, who also just shot PCC Nationals. So I guess he also won is... his class. Yes. <laughs> I got an unclassified <laughs> champion flag. I was very happy with that. I mean, the unclassified is, is probably the the second most prestigious class, I think. <laughs> I, yes, I would random people to join it. I would reckon there was a lot of unclassified guys there, huh? Yeah, all the three gunners that don't shoot USPSA that just stuck around after nationals. I'm pulling it up now because I'm yeah. kind of curious. That U stands ultra awesome. <laughs> well, a lot, I guess, I guess uh, this episode will be a little bit different instead of just talking about a bunch of random crap. I think you guys should tell us about PCC nationals um, mm -hmm. from both of your perspectives. So Max, uh, like what, what was different about this year, I guess it would be a good, because it was a standalone event. That's kind of the big news, right? Yeah, so standalone event. So, uh, Max, tell us uh, what did what what was different about that, and what what did you like or dislike or whatever. You tend to shoot it pretty straight, I've noticed. So, so the I mean, one of the biggest things I noticed was like, I guess um, it it might have been well, I guess they had it scheduled like that in April too, but this year they kind of took it easier. So the the PCC Nationals was was like a pretty simple twelve stage match, just shot over two days. And um, the stage designs, like before we got there, they looked super, super simple, except obviously that one long range stage. Like, um, but they, they turned out to be a lot more challenging than I thought, uh, like even doing the walkthroughs like after I got there. But um, yeah, I mean, it, after the whole match is over, like I think it was a really good test. And also it ran extremely, extremely smoothly. And stages right. didn't take very long to get through. So I have a couple questions to follow up on what you said. So number one, generally speaking, would you say the stages were the same or different than a normal like USPSA match that is going to be multi-division? Um, yeah, they were they were a little different. I'd say maybe like a third of them were uh, set to like challenge PCC in particular, but a lot of them you, you would see at a normal pistol match. And and the, the challenge the the challenge for PCC in particular, uh, I'm assuming that was just distance, distance and movers at distance and um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I, at this point, I I haven't shot a ton of pistol seriously recently. Like that's I'm shifting to it now because I'm shooting carry optics and open nationals at the end of this year. But um, just coming from PCC, like when I come up to a stage and I see like a 25 yard mini popper with the swinger next to it, you know that like it's not really a challenge. So, um, I'm with you so far. Right. So a few, but like just looking back on a few stages. Yeah, definitely. They added distance. And then there was that one stage with the 60 yard targets. All right. So yeah, I, I've heard there was a 60 yard swinger and I hear you referencing a long distance stage. Like, tell us about that. Is that, that's the same stage? Uh, yeah. So it, it was actually very similar. And like Hansik remembers like 2017 optics nationals is at the, the end bay in Frostproof where they have a bunch of distance, and it was kind of similar to that with a little less running, I guess, in the swinger. For those but, of us who don't have any idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just uh, like, a, it's kind of like a 360 bay almost with the one yeah. entrance, and yes. it, it, they just have, they have probably 100 yards side to side, so they so, kind of 
oriented it a little bit differently. How distant were the shots on the dis- like the distance stage? Just to give us an idea. So you, you started with three 60-yard paper, and then there were a few closer paper that you could take from like 25 or 10, depending on where you ran up to them. And then there was a, a 50-yard paper, a 60-yard activator, and a 60-yard swinger. So it was like five, five or six targets that were out there. Well, that's, I mean, but 60 yards is, that's where you have to, you have to really start aiming, of right. course. Um, and you were, that was standing unsupported shooting? Yep. No props or anything. There's no real option unless you get went prone, which wasn't the move. Yeah, that's not usually, not usually yeah. the move. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Mr. Kim, do you have anything to add to that? Because yes. you're, you're new to PCC. So what's your, what's yes. your read on the match? So it was my very first PCC match, and also it was it happens to be very first PCC alone uh, nationals. So I felt like uh, I I did some training with it. Uh, so the rifle I shot, I got it about two and a half weeks before the nationals, and I shot through around close to four thousand rounds through that rifle. Uh, most of my practice was pretty much handgun drills, handgun specific. So I was shooting pretty much every shot standing still, uh, no leaning around. I practiced no ports. Uh, Am I sensing some of... regret here? Am I hearing yes. regret? Okay. <laughs> like, like mix that. Uh, well, about a third, I think that's accurate number. About a third of them is really challenging the rifle manipulation skills or understanding the zero like 60 yard shots and also the lead of the swinger at 60 yards i literally had to shoot on the air to be able to hit that swinger so i was leading about like 45 degree angle forward than the swinger basically shooting on the air and then hopefully swinger catches that bullet so uh those were like completely new thing i've never done something like that and also something very interesting for me was all the ports they had very challenging ports, and with the rifle, uh, was very difficult. Something I've never done it. However, uh, I had a three-gun shooter in my squad. I had pistol shooter in my squad. I had PCC shooter in my squad. <laughs> so there were multiple different opinions, but I decided to, you know, take on a, a advice mostly from three-gun experienced shooter. And the, some of the ports. Uh, one of the port was slightly low, but very narrow, but elongated side to side, but up to down. It was very narrow. My red dot was literally uh, blocked by the top of the port. So it was a little bit awkward shooting in this kind of case. But unless you practice or have experience shooting through those weird, like some diagonal ports and stuff like that, uh, I think it's a very good challenge for PCC specifically. Yeah, you do then, have a crazy magnifier, though. I mean, sorry, not a magnifier, a riser. Yes, on your, I have. Yeah. I have a riser, so my optic was yeah. even sitting slightly higher than, oh, but probably a, a half an inch riser. But, so, than, but most people with, well, I think yours is even higher than a lower one third height. Mm-hmm. But we were able to just keep our guns straight up and down, without yeah. any, uh, like yeah, without any obstruction. I do think oh. it would be really cool if they made a, a thin port where you actually have to go 90 degrees. I was expecting that at this match, and they didn't do it. But maybe we'll see it in the future. One thing interesting in terms of stage was a couple stages had options. Uh, options where, like Max said, the long stage, uh, you could decide run up and shoot it at 10 yards or stay back, shoot at 25 yards kind of option was there. 
And then there were, I think, enough good good number of shooting on the move options where you don't have to shoot on the move, of course. But if you shot on the move, you would gain some of the advantage. But I find shooting on the move with rifle is more challenging. There's more shake to the rifle than a pistol. So I think those were really yeah. good challenge to separate, you know, top shooters versus someone who want to fish safe. Uh, so, Mr. Kim, what would you do differently if you had two and a half weeks to train for PCC Nationals again? Yes. Out of so curiosity. I, I really neglected the rifle manipulation side. So one of them was there was weekend, or they call it weak side shooting. Basically, you use weak shoulder and weak hand to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a difficulty for me. Uh, I shot it, I accidentally burned my hand because... When I switched my hand, I placed my hand on the handguard too short. I accidentally blocked the ejection port. So I ended up shooting literally one-handed on the last target because I burned my hand. So those kind of things. So, and ports, a lot of ports. Like I've not shot any ports, basically like low ports, especially and narrow ports. And I think I'm not saying you should be training a lot of it, but you should at least understand how you can move the gun around. Because the biggest challenge on that for me was uh, when I practiced, I was moving target transition with my arms, basically move the muzzle target to target. But when I did the low ports, I had to move my body and the muzzle is in the one spot. So yeah, the target transition point in the port I was basically moving my body left to right to, you know, muzzle to the next target. And that was very awkward for me. Um, those kind of things, I think. Did you end up hitting the wood on that stage? Like on the tall no, skinny port? I literally put my barrel like all the way in on every single and, one. Yeah, so you wouldn't hit the wood. I, right, that's well, what I on. did on that one too. Out of curiosity, how many like, like, like gun through the slit or leaning around the thing or awkward positions like... What kind of uh, percentage of the match would you say that made up? So the, there were a lot of um, ports where targets were at tight angles. It, so there are a few looked, ones. Yeah. yeah. I got the I just watched a few videos or whatever, and it looked like a lot of really awkward shit was going on with the. Yeah. Like, like I, I, think, I think definitely gun manipulations in and around ports is a huge thing. Um, like a, a lot of us who who shoot rifles more, I guess, like have a lot of experience with that. But coming from a handgun, I can see that that would, yeah, that would definitely like hold you back if you didn't have experience with it. So you'd say, I mean, but these were a lot of stages that would be handgun stages, like kind of awkward right. and getting in there. And it was, they kind of steered into that with the PCC only match, like, like, Hey, make it even harder. Would you say, or, or no? It seems like it. Yeah. I mean, um, a, lo a lot of the stages were reused for three gun, like the one with the, with the, slanted ports and the small ports um on that one like the way i approached it was completely different you know like i didn't run up and try to get behind the gun fast literally i would run up like stick the gun out in front of me get my muzzle through the port as fast as i could so i could guarantee i'm not in the wood and then i would position my body behind it to where i could see the targets like Wansik said so you're actually moving like your shoulders and your torso to aim while your muzzle stays in the same spot so it's a little bit different thinking but yeah with pcc with with tight ports and stuff like it, you kind of take how small a handgun is for granted. And when you're doing it with a rifle, you really have to learn how to like move that thing in and around. Like VTAC barricade is pretty good practice for that kind of thing, I think.
getting yeah. in and out of tight spots. All right. I have another, I, well, I guess we're going to do stuff out of order today, but I had a podcast question come in that I think would be good for both of you guys to talk about. Okay. Kim recently said on one of the podcasts that PCC was easy. And there was a bit of back and forth on it. <laughs> I would be interested in the topic being revisited on the podcast, seeing as Kim just got done shooting PCC Nationals with a top 16 finish. Given that he had a very good showing at PCC Nationals with seemingly very little training, is PCC easy to compete in, or is Kim a god among men? King beat <laughs> Kim beat competitors who have been competing at PCC exclusively since it was a division and even had an overall stage win. How was he able to accomplish this? I, and both of you could probably feel this because um, I think both of you guys have a pretty good idea what's going on with that. You I want personally to go first, think, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So the statement I did, like PCC is easy, was specifically for shooting fundamentals. Uh, other stuff, like like already mentioned, shooting on the move is more difficult than handgun. More shock going on, and the butt stock being on the shoulder, there's more shock transferring to the optic. And another thing is, it's there's skills, like already mentioned, gun handling skills, rifle handling skills. Those are pretty different, uh, I find out, especially like leaning around. There were targets that are 25 or 30 yards partialed up, but you're supposed to shoot lean to the left. For right-handed shooters, shooting leaning to the left could be very challenging. So I saw many different techniques. Some people went... Uh, weak side shoulder and then shot it like that or in my case i have a bigger torso so i was just trying to lean out as far as possible but that kind of strained some of the muscles it wasn't pleasant but those kind of things are challenging in a way that handgun is not really challenging uh so my estimation here would be that it would take you six months of training on those mm -hmm. specific issues in order to move up uh, substantially in the match results. Would, would, does that sound fair? Yes, I agree. I think and it's a lot less. Also, depends on the stage as well. Um, yeah. If it's a handgun match, I would say it could be definitely less uh, challenging than the PCC Nationals, I would personally say. And, yeah. But there were definitely some of the skills that transferred from training handgun. Well, basically, moving in and out of position uh, translates about the same sprinting mechanics stuff like that and also uh, confirmation basically what kind of confirmation you're going to see before you fire the shot so basically uh, red dot reaction visual reaction and looking at the target 100% target focused and as soon as you see the red dot color of the red dot or if you want stable red dot depends on the difficulty kind of translated the same so before the nationals most of the things I was focusing on was, like I said, it's pistol drills I did, but I kind of mixed up in a way that I'm challenging as much as possible. So go stop drill with multiple targets. So doing transition and movement at the same time. So I was making sure I was able to uh, have good index on the rifle. So most of the time I had the red dot very nicely shooting good points very fast but whenever the stance was not right and the buttstock was not on the right position like red dot wasn't there for me uh, those kind of things were challenging but like i said uh, shooting fundamentals is much easier especially with the uh two pound trigger i have on my rifle yeah too. yeah yeah you're what's your read on that max so 
And we can, um, and we, I mean, it's, it's more than just, not just about Quantic on a PCC. Right. It'd be like anybody competing cross division. I, I would say I'm not surprised by the results. Matt, right. I, so I you are like, either. I mean, Ben, you like, you've spent a lot of time shooting rifle recently, mm-hmm. right? Like not competing with it, but just learning, you know, two, two, three AR. Yeah. And it, it's like everything in the competition translates between divisions. So like Quantic is a very, very high level handgun shooter. And like every everything you do to approach the stage is essentially the same. There's just minor differences in how you handle the gun and how your body connects to the gun. So um, like if someone if someone is a high level shooter, I don't think it takes them very long. Like you said, six months of training to like dramatically improve the or I'm not sure like dramatically, but you know, to, well, like, I mean, get so, higher so he's before. conversant with every challenge, right? So he yeah. works on the VTAC barricade, like you're talking about. And he, right. you know, plays around with his, his, uh, riser and his offset and actually really like prones out and does the, the gun manipulations, like really spends time training on all these issues that were tripping him up. I think for, I think for a high level pistol shooter, it's, it's very, very small learning curve. Um, I, basically like, you really need to to figure out your grip and stance, and yeah. um, the gun can essentially be shot perfectly. Like when you're set up, uh, you know, like just standing on a target, your dot literally doesn't move. Like it's not like an open gun where it returns perfectly and it and it's fast. Like it just does a little tiny jiggle and it barely moves. You know, a few inches on a 25 yard target. That's like ideal setup. It's hard to do that in every scenario. So like if if you're training PCC as a pistol shooter, you Come in and like, uh, yeah. I, I would recommend figure out your ideal grip and stance, essentially, to where you can just hammer the trigger and you're nailing, you know, out to 30, 40 yards. You should be able to keep it in the A zone um, as fast as you can pull the trigger. So like 10, 12 splits, it shouldn't leave the A zone. And then uh, practice doing that on a stage. So after coming in from movement, get in that position that you know controls it, and it's something that you feel right, like. Like when you gripped on the handgun, like you kind of feel how the dot or the sight is going to react before the shot even goes off. It's the same thing with PCC. So if you, you know, if you come in, um, like after a sprint, and you set up for like an array at 25 yards. Uh, like if you come in, you feel a little off balance. Like your stock's not exactly in the right spot. Like you're going to have to go a little slower and pay attention to your sight every shot. But it's still going to be relatively quick. But if you come in and, and you nail it, like you're just going to be able to rip shots off super quick. So, okay. So yeah. you don't, you wouldn't even say to spend a lot of time with the positioning or the, uh, uh, Oh the no, I, I definitely would, but it would, it would take like, yeah, I, I don't think it would take super long. Like just do some port work, some barricade work, like entering positions fast, entering awkward positions fast, and then just getting your stance and grip dialed in and be able to, to get that feel for how the dots going to track in different positions, like right lean, left lean on yeah. the move. And then, then you're pretty much good. Like, but that's because you have all the background from being a high-level pistol shooter. Yeah, Otherwise, so I, it's a lot more work to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I see you're, you're offering courses now. Uh, would, you, would you say that's geared towards PCC-specific people or you're helping handgun people transition onto a PCC or, or kind of what's your... What's we get a mix, for sure. So uh, yeah. there are some, some handgun shooters in our California class that was earlier this year, and um, they came in just to kind of learn PCC fundamentals and, and they made like just dramatic improvements. So that's where I see the, the biggest or fastest improvement is from handgun shooters that compete at a reasonably high level that are kind of new to the rifle and you hand them a rifle. It's like, it's awkward at first, but you know, within a two day class, they're freaking awesome. Like 
um, just it's just kind of like grip and stance tuning, and then they start getting it. And then as far as other people who are just interested in PCC, like it, it's pretty much a faster progression than handgun too, because there's a lot less to worry about. You know, trigger control is not a big issue. It's relatively easy to keep the gun still while you're pulling the trigger. All right, Max. Well, you're, you're the guy that asked this question to. If if you were kind of running the show for what PCC Nationals ought to be, yeah. Uh, as, as far as the stage, uh, kind of the skills that get tested and uh, like the 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 distances, the targets and stuff. Uh, what what would you like to see? Uh, I mean, so I get I get the sense there was there was a few stages that challenged you in terms of of accuracy, and then there was a lot of positioning stuff. Uh, uh, would you like to see shots further, closer, um, or I mean, yeah, like what what would you do differently than what you've been seeing, if anything? So just going off of this match and and like yeah. you guys can watch my match videos; they're on YouTube. Um, like just to get a reference, but uh, so the match was short. I would put more stages in it for sure. But that's, twelve that's fine. isn't enough for a nationals, in fairness. Right, and, and it's not it's not really that it was twelve; it's that it was two days, right? So like three days of six stages each would be better than two days. Um, and even if it was like 15 with bigger stages, you know, like that'd yeah. be cool too. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought the match was, was very, very well balanced. If, if anything, it was a little bit on the simple side, uh, for stage design. So like, uh, in some stages there was that, like there were options, but they might've been like, you know, you can shoot it left to right or right to left. Yeah. Or I mean, like, that's not can... really much of a, yeah. Right. And the, the, I think the reason for that was because the shooting areas were relatively small. And Kim, if you if you have any feedback on that too, like mm -hmm. I I find a lot of interesting stages come from like uh, I, even at the 2018 Nationals in Frostproof, there were some really cool stages that had very large shooting areas where you like you progress down and there's like different yeah. left and right sequences you could take or elect to take. And um, but this year, I think the shooting areas were relatively small, or they like directed you on a very um, like defined path. So, but as far as the balance goes, it was really good. There was hosing. There was like a lot of, um, you know, quick switching between like a fast array and a long array, which was, uh, that's probably one thing that, um, we should mention, like if, if you were go going to prep better for this match, I would do a lot more of that. So like, um, yeah, going from like two super close targets to like a 25 yard activator array, maybe like wall squatting to get through a, a like medium low port, um, so th there was that kind of thing thrown in that would trip you up. And it got me a couple times, like, just, you know, taking stuff for granted, then swinging over to a long array and, and not being exactly stable where I needed to. Yeah. Well, one thing about the close targets. So uh, one of the most challenging targets for me at this match was anything beyond, like, 30, 40 yards and anything closer than 7 yards. There were actually <laughs> many partial targets under, like, 10 to 7 yards. And even there were, like, three yards partial target is uh, stacked up. Those were very scary because of the zero. <laughs> uh, and in practice, I really didn't understand the zero very well. So every very close partial target, I was not shooting immediately. I would like purposefully stabilize on the right spot, even if it's a super close target. But right. I was shooting like 15 splits on it or under, but the transition was challenging to place the dot on the right spot Basically, times there were times on a three-yard partial target, I was literally shooting on top of the top notch, which was very uncomfortable thing to do for me. But the it top was notch, on the you mean like the like the A zone? 
top sure. notch of the target, the whole target. It was a classic target, IPSC target. Yeah. And then in order to avoid oh, no okay. shoot, okay. I had to aim literally like slightly, not completely outside of the target, but on the top notch to right. make it a off a shot. On the edge, right? Yes. Like, yeah. So that's something that, like, uh, if you put in, you know, a few months of dedicated practice, even even a few weeks or something, like with an AR or PCC, and you just throw up some close arrays and do those, like you you'll get really used to to swinging your dot over to exactly the right spot, and you'll just become faster at confirming, you know, that that's the right spot for your offset. Yes. But yeah, but it, definitely for, aiming spots different than the handgun. Right. In a, in a very close target. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, this is good so far. Um, now, I think, uh, I, well, I should maybe Max should be the one talking about this, but um, I, I, Max, you sent me your, uh, I guess, a it's a work in progress, a rule set for USPSA 2 gun. Yeah, essentially. So, um, so why don't you tell like, us about it? I've been talking about this with with some other guys like like Zach Smith, who took third at, at this match and mm -hmm. um but just like a, a two-gun rule set that's hit factor scored. I mean, like you mentioned, you'd love to shoot a rifle match that's hit factor scored, you know? So, I would. Like, yeah. So just thinking about it, I was like, oh, let's just get ideas down on paper. So I just basically like um, wrote up, you know, like if, I, if in a perfect world, like what could we have and just to send other people for feedback. Um, so essentially, uh, it's just like, yeah, brainstorming thing. And I wanted to really to, to define the divisions that made sense and, and like how the matches would run to where it could be run on a national scale like USPSA as a, as a club sport. Because yeah. like three gun is is not really feasible to run at local clubs like it, it it's really hard to do a good local three gun match. In my opinion, you have to have a club that's like, you know, that has the resources and the space for it. But um, anyone who could run a USPSA match. Like think of it just like shooting PCC on the stage, except you're shooting a 223 rifle, and then you also have a handgun on your belt. And halfway through the stage, you dump your rifle and you shoot some targets with the handgun. So that could be like the basic version of this at a club level. Doesn't even have to have range, you know. Like you could shoot your rifle on paper within 25 yards. But then as you get up to like area championships and national championship, I'd like to see the maximum range go out to 200 yards to really challenge a 223 platform. But yeah, I think it'd be a really amazing match to, to try out. so i think a lot of people are interested in this concept and uh i mean you have like the, the rules that that i'm looking at here it's seven pages it's broadly quite reasonable it there's there's nothing i i'm not seeing anything that's crazy or unexpected i think that's fair to say uh do you right. do you foresee this happening being adopted by uspsa and kind of becoming a thing so I, I was actually surprised that like when when I shared it with a bunch of people, I was surprised at how many like people are already talking about this. And it seems like it's the right time to start looking at um, like I hope USPSA does because it's it's kind of perfect. Like they're already set up for something like this. And I think even I was talking to someone who's a lot more familiar with the multi-gun rule set. And um, the only thing that needs like to be looked at really, I think, is the divisions because they're already set up within the multi-gun rules to run two-gun matches with hit factor scoring. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's really interesting. I, I think I think there's enough interest behind it, and like it's silent interest right now. Like no one's super like active in talking about it because it this kind of match doesn't happen all the time. But someone did message me about it. Like people in North Carolina do it at a certain range, but 
Um, yeah, I think it's going to happen pretty soon, and I think it's going to be really popular when it does. I've seen a, a few uh, sort of outlaw two-gun matches, and I think there's a, there is or was a two-gun league based out of Florida, I thought, a while back. I don't remember exactly. But this is yeah, something that sure. this has been interesting to people for a while. And uh, okay, so has this gone? Has this gone to USPSA proper? Uh, yeah, I, I sent it to Foley yesterday too. And okay. Well, so, if uh, if people are curious about this, are you going to post this up somewhere for them to take a look at? Um, maybe you should post it just to. Uh, Do you want me to? Yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, like I'm. Um, uh, the the uh, Google Doc just, link? Yeah, so the, that link that I sent you, I've made it viewable. Um, anyone okay. that the link can view. And this is just kind of my brainstorming. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely like going to change a little in the future, but just All to right. get people thinking about it. I'll yeah. put it up in the notes uh, when I upload this rip to YouTube. This I will put your link in the, uh, in the uh, video description. So if you're an audio rip listener, Go find this on my YouTube channel, and you can click on this to, to see the rule set. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's it's uh, it, this is something that you'd like to do, I imagine. Like this, yeah, would I'm, this be like the uh, the ultimate competition as far as you're concerned, or you kind of you more prefer PCC stuff, or? Well, the PCC is super fun, but it, um, I don't feel like I have to spend as much time on it, you know, as. Uh, like it, it basically doesn't fill my schedule um so i'm like even next year like i'm looking to do three gun um and tac optic tac optics division and then this year i'm also shooting splitting my time between handguns and stuff um but like before a big pcc match i'll put a lot of like a lot a lot of time into pcc but i don't like i don't keep up with it all year like the the fundamentals don't fall off as fast as they do with handgun i so, think are yeah. you shooting a lot of uh, like local, not local, but like regional state level sort of matches? I think I, I saw it was a year or two ago. You were going around winning every fucking thing with the PCC. Yeah, a couple of years ago I was. I mean, not so much this year, obviously, because everything is canceled. Yeah, everything's yeah. shut down. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was going around and like kind of trying everyone's match. Like I really like the AZ State PCC Championship, which is like more <laughs> of a three gun style, I guess, and challenges the gun pretty well. Um, but again, it's like it's uh, two anywhere, three gun scoring on paper. So I'd, I'd, I would really like to see this two gun style um, with uh, hit factor. implemented. Yeah, with hit factor. So it, it, just imagine a USPSA match and like take your, you know, what you envision as a difficult shot for a handgun. Like, you know, 25 yard partial is like pretty difficult, right? So like what's the equivalent of that for a rifle? Well, it's probably like, you know, 100 yard paper, maybe 100 yard partial or like if you put something out people can brace on like it might be like 150 to 200 something like that so yeah. and and then you have the whole range in from there so like shooting rifle at cqb distances etc so the, the the point of this is really like it's to create a hit factor rifle match uh yeah. that tests your proficiency with you know a 223 ar um but it also requires a kind of minimal proficiency with the handgun not minimal oh. but you know like some level with the handgun because oh, i really interesting think that, so you'd be yeah. wanting to tilt the mat the match it wouldn't be like mixed two gun 50 50 each it's like it's tilted towards rifle you'd say right and i think that's a that like that will just happen 
as a stage design feature if you design a match like this to challenge the rifle because if you think about it you know how long does it really take you to um, make sure you're getting like a's at 25 and 15 partials and that kind of thing versus if you were to throw like an array at 100 yards with the rifle like just shooting that would take longer and it would just lower the hit factors and also you're switching guns like that lowers hit factors too so I think it's really, um, it's probably going to be weighted like 60-70% rifle skills, and then pistol can really weigh you down, but the match is going to be won and lost on your rifle skills. Interesting. Well, that's one, an interesting proposal. Yeah, one sure. thing grabbed my eyes on your uh, brainstorming uh, rules is utilizing the sling with the yeah. empty chamber and, and stuff like that. I, I see that's, yeah, practically a lot of people, like especially military use, uh, law enforcement use. I see a lot of people using sling on the rifle, mm -hmm. and I think in the competition, utilizing sling could be good for them to practice those the practical side of it. Yeah. So my idea with that is basically like um, the, this isn't something that I'm like super 100% on you know, about. I just like decided to write it up, um, but letting the shooter kind of decide how they want to start, uh, and it gives it gives you a lot more options to solve the stage. But imagine like um, you always have the option to start with an unloaded rifle slung and it's cleared by the RO chamber check like they do in three gun, right? So you make the gun inert. So you, like the RO, if you're deciding to do this, would watch you, you know, do um, bolt forward, hammer down an empty chamber. And then you sling it with no mag in the gun. Um, and then that gun is inert, like running around slinging uh, or with the gun slung. It can't flag anyone until you take it off, you know, or like get it uh, aimed downrange and touch a mag to the mag well. At that point, the 180 rules come into effect. So if you were able to start with an unloaded rifle, um, then like you wouldn't have to stage it anywhere, right? So you could literally start with like a loaded handgun and unloaded rifle and then decide I'm going to shoot this and this and this, dump, dump my handgun here or hot reholster my handgun, load my rifle and then finish the stage. So in that case, you actually wouldn't even need a dump box. Um, you could just have people reholster their handgun and then finish with the rifle. Um, so it's just like a... That kind of thing adds a lot more thinking and uh, problem solving to, to stage plans, which I think would be pretty interesting. Man. Well, guys, I do appreciate you coming on. This is a this is a bang up podcast as usual. Yes, for sure. And thank you for Max. I, I really appreciate you stopping by. I'm sure we'll have follow up questions. We'll probably have to have you back on to answer them if that if that works for you. Yeah, I'd love to talk about divisions and what you guys think about that, but we can do that next time, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, I know shit about rifles, so, like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't even know yeah. what to say. <laughs> I don't know shit. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, listeners, if you have a question, go to bensteiger.com. Send us your questions, and, uh, you know, we take them as we get them.